Hello, and thank you for downloading episode 57 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. I want to take a minute before we get into this episode to thank every single person who pledged their support to We Got This during Max Fund Drive. We we demolished our goal of 5,000 new and upgrading members, and we couldn't have done it without all the people who listen to this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you were not part of Max Fund Drive, you can always donate and set up a pledge to support us. But another way you can do that really easily is by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps new people find the show, which we appreciate. The more we grow our audience, the bigger we get, and we're all going to get a boat somehow. So now, without any further ado, here's episode 57 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all, Best Barbecue. That's right, don't worry everyone, we got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes they should, no they shouldn't, they sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm, you know what? You're right. This. Greetings, America hey. and the world. The whole world, not just America. Well, I'm... Greetings, America! Ah, <laughs> this is a distinctly American yeah. uh, a distinctly American topic, and I'm very excited because this is one of... I love our food episodes. This is the first time we've done a food episode with a chef, Yes, which makes me very excited. Yes. Well, and, let's use that title uh, a little bit carefully. I mean, I just came from the uh, French Master's Dinner in L.A. tonight, so I, I feel... A bit humbled as a chef, but like a sure. Food name dropping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that is uh, my friend. Uh, we have known each other for like twenty years. We have at this point. Yeah, yeah. this is the, yeah. that voice. If you haven't picked it out already, is Adam Gertler. He's a he is a chef. He is a restaurateur. He is uh, a television host. He has his own podcast. Yeah, and uh, I do everything. He's a great yeah. guy. And do you we did we do that show? Did you do paper bag opera in college? Um in I don't know that I did paper bag opera, but we went, both went to Syracuse University together at the same time and yes. I you did the improv show yes. and I was in the improv show band. Yes. If you remember, yes. I played oh. harmonica we on the harp. and I did <laughs> vocals in the band. Yes. And what I remember about you, this is all I remember oh, about God, you. I can't wait to hear Howlin College stories. Was <laughs> You know how, like, you know, improvisers will go to, like, you know, comfortable places to, to get a start? Uh-huh. How always, st- like, not always, but, like, often would start, like, once upon a time in the land of not. That Am, I wrong? In, you, Am I wrong? Am I wrong? You would do whimsical, whimsy well, prom? I If there's one thing people know about me, it's that I bring whimsy wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> I make a five whimsy. It follows me around the, every land I visit. doesn't matter. International borders. Oh to get ready God. for whimsy. I'm not going to claim it at, uh, <laughs> at entry to your land. So, so tell us your, now we, we all know you're a chef and we all know that you're, uh, the, the improv harmonica master. Yeah. Give us your, uh, give us your bona fides 
uh, on barbecue. Okay. Adam, why should we listen to you? Okay. On why you should listen to me on barbecue? Where Hal and I went to school, Syracuse University. Yes. You would not think this is a place that is important in the world of barbecue unless you know upstate New York. Uh, upstate New York. Right. A place called Dinosaur Barbecue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a place run by a guy named John Stage. I believe he started in 1987, and it is an amazing barbecue place. So like. For me, I was a, a Jewish kid coming from Long Island. Uh, I went to Syracuse, and when I experienced Dinosaur Barbecue, it was the first time I experienced this, like, wood-smoked meat, like heavy, mm-hmm. heavily hickory-smoked meats. And it literally changed everything for me. Really? Like, everything. Like, I went to school to study theater, and you could argue that Dinosaur Barbecue was more influential on my career up to this point than the theater degree because I had a, a barbecue restaurant called The Smoke Joint. I make sausages now for doghouse restaurants. We're about to open our 15th and 16th restaurant in the next couple Muscle of weeks. Oh, Thank you. Um, this all comes from my love of smoked foods that formed at Syracuse University. Like After I graduated, I built my first smoker out of a cardboard box uh, <laughs> based on you know something that I had seen Alton Brown do on uh, sure. his show Good eats, and I smoked salmon in that, and and I've been I've been using wood smoke to cook food, um, you know, for so long. Are now. you mesquite or hickory? I'm I'm totally hickory. I'll fucking punch mesquite <laughs> in its in its nasty taint. Yeah, I'm I'm not a mesquite fan. I'm uh, I'm, I'm really hickory. Yeah, I'm a big hickory. Fair guy. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And you can accent that with apple or cherry, but like. Um, hickory or, or, or get the fuck out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, this, well, let me, let me throw in. This was suggested. This is one from our email from we got this we podcast at gmail.com. This is again, people, if you're listening and you're wondering who is responding you, uh, to you or listening <laughs> to you on any, on any social or communicative outlet, it's me, Mark. Uh, <laughs> you're Mark. Mark. What the Mark here is not uh that's not what he's good at. Look, that's it's no. fine. But um I I I've never heard show. This, this I hear is... we have a podcast. <laughs> I was wondering what these were in front of us. Yeah. I thought we were just hanging out at Adam's house talking about food. This is from Adam Proct. That's I think oh, that's how you say it. Proct. So, so, fellow Adam. Yeah, he wants to know a fellow so we brought in the Adam first to man. answer it, Adam. Yeah. Uh, but here's the other thing. Speaking of people uh, apparently, uh, a lack of experience with technology runs in Mark's family mm-hmm. because his his older brother Gabe, who is the proprietor yes. of the Boar's Nest in Seattle, which is a barbecue yes. joint that makes uh, many different styles of sauce, which we'll probably get into mm-hmm. as we move forward. Uh, you you spoke to him and had him record a message. Yes, I called my brother yesterday, and uh, he listens to the show and frequently interacts with Hal online. Uh, and interacts with me over the phone when he gets angry <laughs> about our decisions on these, uh, on these episodes. And my brother, uh, I told her, I said, we're, we're gonna discuss barbecue. I really want your take on this. So get the, uh, get the little recorder on your iPhone and record a message, uh, and tell me your thoughts on barbecue. And he said, of course, which one is the recorder? And I said, it's, yeah. the, it's the one that looks like a little uh, earthquake seismograph. So the thing to, to note is that this is someone who had had to really overcome uh, a, a, an inability to deal with technology 
that's how important that's this how message important was, was. was. Yes, yes absolutely. So, and he had overcome his his technological deficiency. Yes, yes. he's great at a lot of things. Uh, figuring out all his his son Roman, who is four, <laughs> knows every button on the iPad, the iPhone, and uh, and once made my sister spend fifty dollars in a video game just by tapping while he was playing it. Uh, but here is the message from my brother. Okay, Mark and Hal, this is my take on best barbecue. Here's the deal: I put a lot of thought into it. Um, Memphis barbecue, of course, is my favorite barbecue because I grew up with that. Uh, Mark and I's grandfather would uh, always have barbecue ready for us when we would visit Memphis all the time. It was the best barbecue, hands down, in my mind, is Memphis barbecue. Then I went to uh, school in South Carolina, College of Charleston, where I sampled Piggy Park, South Carolina-based barbecue with the South Carolina mustard sauce. Also, um, that's... I'm in the car, and that was Morgan Freeman telling me where to go. So, um, the problem is, to me, this is no different than your argument of best religion. It can't be solved. You have chosen a category that you can neither say is, you can neither say who's the best. Thank you, Morgan. Um, to me, it's just, it's like saying my grandma makes the best apple pie or my mom makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich it's whatever you grew up with it's whatever your heart's into it's whatever you remember it's whatever makes you feel good now that said pork is king over beef thank you morgan morgan just told me the police are ahead i'm going to a basketball game so um my take on it gentlemen i'm going to exit right in one mile me and morgan and uh, I'm going to leave the debate to you, but in my eyes, best religion, best barbecue, same thing. Well, here, here's what I get from that. First mm-hmm. of all, Gabe, uh, guess what? We are going to decide what is the best barbecue. <laughs> yeah. So you and Morgan Freeman, I hope you had fun at the basketball game. I, I love how many times – I like that Morgan Freeman is telling you where cops are, but uh, are here 200 feet. <laughs> There's gonna be a cop. I also like that Morgan Freeman keeps interrupting. Like, for God's sake, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> stop talk. I'm just trying to tell you how to get where you're going. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd, T intersection. Um, but we are we are going to determine. We're going to determine the best religion. Um, <laughs> yeah. we're doing tonight, right? They're, they're very similar, yeah. though. Like barbecue is a religion. Yeah. I mean, to me. It's way more important than the quote-unquote religion I was raised with in that I've practiced it with a lot more studiousness, (laughs) you know, than I, you know, like going to temple was always like, okay, from the moment I check in, it's like T-minus how much more time before I can leave. (laughs) And we're davening, we're davening. We're davening, like, oh my God. Catholics really are just like Jews. Yeah, yeah, like you cannot (laughs) wait for it to be over. Whereas with barbecue, you enter into a 19-hour process, like, gladly. You're like, this is starting, and here we go. Um, It's religion. I mean, it is religion. Like, you know, to to lord over a piece of meat and and the smoke (laughs) and everything for that many hours to get this end result, which, you know, ultimately you're eating the thing like it takes how long it takes to eat something. Right. But what you've done to get it there 
is is you know it's astounding and it's so social and 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 the way that men can interact with it you know yeah. you know like the the religiosity of smoking the fucking thing yeah uh, i will say you have built quite the temple in your backyard yeah, yeah. uh adam has in his backyard can you describe your backyard kitchen well, you know, I have a, an upright smoker back there, and then I have a, a, a barrel barbecue that has both a, a, a charcoal side and a gas side. So, Which I am insanely jealous of. Yeah, because sometimes you want to just grill really quickly, mm-hmm. so you want to fire it up. And most of the times, I want to use charcoal if I'm mm-hmm. going to cook. And then I have a flat top back there, too. I, You know, I make sausages. That's my main focus right now is hot dogs and sausages, so... I use, uh, you know, that upright smoker to, to do a lot of that stuff, but I also love to make bacon and, um, you know, all things like that. I love to smoke things for many, many, many hours at a time. It's a, it's a long, slow process. And that's the thing that people need to understand when it comes to barbecue is like, it, it, it's not like any other kind of cooking. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, you know, places like Texas, Memphis, Kansas City, Carolina, they take it very seriously. You know, we were joking about how it's like a religion to us, but like, I'm a Jew from Long Island. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bastard of barbecue. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm a freaking tourist at best. You know what I mean? Like, but you're a guy who takes it seriously. I yeah. do, but I, I didn't grow up with it. I mean, I certainly can't make a claim to it. Like, like anybody that comes from these places, right. like, like in Texas, you know, in Tennessee, you know, I mean, it's very different. In Kansas City, which, you know, arguably is like my favorite place okay. for it. It's like, you know, I mean, it's it's so different how, how, how it is intrinsic in the culture in these places that are, quote unquote, barbecue meccas. Right. Now that, it's interesting you mention that because this is what, this is what we are here to determine today is, and I would, I'd like to ask Adam, uh, who asked this question? Yes. What do you, is it best barbecue? What exactly are we deciding? We can ask, what is the best barbecue city? Okay. Which city has the best barbecue sauce? What's the best barbecue region? Uh, because it really does. It varies yeah. from place to place. Is it, uh, which is, which is better, pork or beef? Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are like, sure. First, so the first thing we need to do, I think, is determine what question, because you can't just say what's the best barbecue. Mm-hmm. No. What question are we going to answer? So he did ask, um, <clears throat> he did ask a specific question and his mm-hmm. question was, what is the best barbecue sauce? Which I, I feel is tough to answer to, because yeah. Memphis, Kansas City, and Texas, all sauce? three of those sauces are so yeah. similar. I, I, I gotta say, just that inherent question is, is offensive to, to a barbecue, barbecue chef because, right. because you know, while there are different kinds of sauces in every region, and every region has a sauce, mm-hmm. no region wants to be known for its sauce prominently. It's the right. meat. It's the meat. It's yeah. the this, process. I was saying this on the way here. Mark and I were talking about it because there's nothing I love more than eating or really, talking about we food. Just, when, even when mics are off, you and I are just talking about we're food. Yeah, talking about food. And yeah. I was like, listen, I... We're not, we're not gonna determine probably meat. It's probably gonna be like city in style. So I'm a big brisket fan. Mm-hmm. And for me, whenever I go to a restaurant, if I, if I order the brisket at a barbecue place and it comes out slathered in sauce, mm-hmm. I immediately go, they didn't cook this right. Cause if they cooked it well, they would bring out the meat. I would taste it on its own merit. And yeah. then I can choose how to, how to sauce it. I'm the same way with yeah. ribs. I'm a huge pork ribs guy. And mm-hmm. I, I prefer a dry rub. Cause I feel like that's a little bit more, there's a little bit more, 
artistry in it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. If you slather it in sauce, you probably burnt well, it. Well, you know well, how right? I think, I think ultimately you, you have to, you have to realize like where you are and what your expectations are and you have to manage them. You know, I mean, like if you're, if you're not in one of like the main barbecue regions, like you're not going to be satisfied. And like, so like to be dissatisfied with a brisket covered in sauce, it's almost like when I see that, I'm like, okay, I know where I'm at. I'm not going to judge them. I'm like, cause right. I know where I'm at. I'm going to, I'm going to move on. It's my fault for ordering brisket in Delaware, right? Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, exactly. I'm a comic book fan, so I'm terrible at managing expectations. Yeah. Cause every film I think is going to be the greatest film and yeah. the worst one or, or whatever. You really need to manage expectations. Like if you're in Texas, you should be looking for the best brisket you've had in your life. Right. Yes. And anything short of that, um, what's the best brisket you've ever had in Texas? Um, I, you know, Franklin's barbecue is, it was pretty amazing. Franklin's is, uh, Franklin's is the place in Austin, you know, that Mm -hmm. is, you know, known for their extremely long lines. And they were pretty phenomenal. I got to say the best Texas barbecue I've had was in the town of Lockhart, Texas. Okay. When I was much younger and I was traveling out to California for the first time, I went through Lockhart and I experienced, um, uh, brisket and, and Texas links. Uh, at a place called Kreitz's Market. And they serve uh, the brisket and the links by the pound, and they serve it on parchment paper or mm-hmm. butcher paper, and they give you a couple of slices of white bread, a couple of slices of white bread, yeah. a little bit of jalapeno, maybe a chunk of cheddar cheese. Um, cheese, yeah, Interesting. like just Not a, a chunk. No, but just a chunk <laughs> of cheddar cheese, like all on paper with with proudly, you know, proudly serving no silverware or utensils like that is the thing at Kreitz is like they're proud of the fact that like if you want any sort of utensil yeah you're not in luck here yeah you know but eat like the animal you but like no but okay but here's the thing though they've been doing this a long time this is Kreitz's market these like German immigrants people that came to the country that brought like the charcuterie culture from like Eastern Europe and Germany and places like that and the sausage culture and brought it to Texas they they migrated there and they immigrated there and like these links and this brisket is just unbelievable it's unbelievably good I go to Austin frequently where is it how far am I going to have to drive from Austin Uh, it's 23 miles I believe from Austin is Lockhart not terrible and that place is like Black's Kreitz's and there are great places in Austin too like Franklin's and Stubbs was great Stubbs and Rudy's you know all that stuff but like Lockhart is the place where the immigrants were first that is the place and to me Texas barbecue is brisket and links and just to let you know how important you know just like I explained that like um, dinosaur had a big I- impact on me. Like yeah. when I was doing a Food Network show called um, uh, uh, "Will Work for Food," yes. and we went through uh, Texas and we went to this place called like Louis Miller's Barbecue, and we tried their links and like. The sausage was so good that I got into making sausage, and now I make hot dogs and sausage for a chain of restaurants because that that place, like that Texas barbecue culture, like hooked me on that. Like, well, and I think that's what that's that what Gabe was saying in that in that recording that I thought was really interesting when he's like, "No, barbecue is religion." It's that. It's, oh my it god! It's so that, is, yeah. It's that thing that like you remember that moment that you yeah. tasted that. For me, it was never about beef. It was about, it was always about pork. Uh, I grew up in Tennessee. Okay. And, uh, and I like sauce on ribs. I like it 
uh, added. I like it brushed on in so hour talk one, about, hour three, hour seven, okay. hour fifteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So talk about Memphis barbecue. Like I'm talking. I've talked a little bit about Texas style, right, yeah. which is really beef. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody from Texas will tell you that. And here's Texas barbecue in a nutshell. Just like I said, the pink it's ring. beef, but should always have the pink ring. Sure, right. but. You see it more because of the iron content in mm. beef, not to get too technical, but like in, in Texas, they use oak is the wood that's typically used, or maybe mesquite. Mm. Um, Those it's monsters. Beef, <laughs> and it's lynx. It's lynx, which are sausages that are quick mm. smoked. Now, uh, in Tennessee, it's a little bit of a different story. Tennessee, it's pork. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, it goes back to that barbacoa tradition from the Carolinas and... Uh, the, was it DeSoto was the one that, uh, first discovered the natives cooking pigs in this pit. Wow. And, um, I don't know no. if that's true or not, but that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, this is just made up. That's Secret Origins. I will go, I will go history nerd on both of you and go way wow. back with the barbecue. He just dropped the soda yeah. barbecue. Yeah. I'm like, um, uh, yeah. I can't and, wait for the Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop musical about DeSoto bringing barbecue. Now we're eating barbecue. <laughs> um, so it, for for us, it was all about pork, and it was you know a pork barbecue was always an event. It was a it was a thing you would you would cook. These guys would cook a whole pig, and it came from that tradition. When we would go, and he, he mentioned it in the thing, when we would go to Memphis, which is where my family is yeah. from. I grew up in East Tennessee. We go to Memphis. And my grandfather would go to Gridley's, and he would get. Full slabs of pork ribs uh-huh. and uh, pulled pork, which I believe was usually uh, like a Boston butt. Yeah. And um, and that for us was barbecue. And the way I would always – I was never a sauce guy either. I yeah. was – because that barbecue was so – they had a dry rub on the ribs that they would do. They had some that they – we would get wet ribs and dry ribs. And it was just that smoked meat yeah. magic yeah. of Gridley's. And they I- would smoke for so long. So that to me was – like it is almost like a religion in that it was our family would get together three generations of of our family our clan yeah. would sit and have this this meat that had had been lovingly cooked for over a day and yeah as far exactly. as as far as the bar as far as the sauce goes uh, I have a very strange technique. I don't know if any of you guys, uh, any of our listeners would this use is this. is a cooking technique or no, is this, this is a this eating a... technique? Okay. This is, I, very, my brother has all the cooking techniques. So guys, so this is techniques. a pro tip. I yeah. guess this falls under the category of pro tip. Hashtag pro tip. Hashtag pro tip. <laughs> From Mark Egliard. Pro eating tip. I do, I do the little, I do the little, cause it was always styrofoam for some reason, the, the barbecue sauce yeah. was always in styrofoam. Listen, barbecue unapologetically is like a poor man's food, so like, don't blame barbecue yeah. for using a lot of styrofoam. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah oh, it should be served like yeah. you, you should like the best barbecue on the earth is probably served on actual trash. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, the it's served on the yeah. better it's going to the, be. The the main ingredients of barbecue are meat, smoke, and chlorofluorocarbons. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I do I do the fork. Okay. In the barbecue sauce. Okay. Then forkful of meat. The, uh, forkful of the meat. Okay. Okay. So I do, and that's how I that's how I maintain my yeah. I maintain my amount of barbecue sauce that I like to put on the meat. 
I think, you know yeah. what I love about your guys' show is that you'll eliminate things from the argument to get to the root of the argument. Right. So can can I offer that we eliminate any barbecue that is dependent on the sauce being its prominent, yes. prominent flavor? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So if, like, any of you are out there are like, oh, my bar- favorite barbecue is based on sauce, like, we're kicking that, that yeah. to the curb. Yeah. You're a garbage person. <laughs> Change your life. <laughs> I'm not going to say people of the world right now. But you need to, like, rethink. That's like saying, you know yeah. what the best part of a hamburger is? <laughs> that there's ketchup on it. Yeah. No. The ketchup should accentuate the flavor of the burger. And the best the best food doesn't require the embellishment. The best hot dog is made, is made more enjoyable oh by what God. you put on it. How many times have we gone back to this Holy hot dog? Sh- Guys, this the is- best thing to have on a hot dog, unfortunately, Thousand Island dressing. What? It's got all the things in it. No. Yeah, it's got it's pickles. True. It's got mustard. It's got mayonnaise. It's got mayonnaise. It's got ketchup. It's true. It's true. I'm sorry to say, How it's the best you. thing to How have on a hot you. dog. And you're a chef. I know. No, no, I'm a hot dog expert. I know this to be true. It's a fact. It's like it's almost like you opened the refrigerator but and emptied it onto a hot dog. <laughs> Here's the thing. Now, Please. would you say that there's more places in Memphis or mm-hmm. Texas per capita for barbecue restaurants? Because I feel like there's, you know, Texas is so huge. And then mm-hmm. you have, you know, I mean, yeah, Lockhart is really like barbecue central and there's central Texas barbecue. Uh, and then there's Memphis, which is a small part of, of Tennessee. Right. Yeah. And then you have certain places like Rendezvous, which is known for their charcoal ribs. And you have the barbecue shop and you have uh, of Central Barbecue. You've got a couple of known Memphis joints. Texas, to me, seems like it's more like the Wild West. Like there's more places out there for yeah. their barbecue. Austin alone. I mean, I've been, I've been to Austin several times as well. Mm-hmm. I've gone to South by Southwest a couple for a couple of years. I haven't been in a while, but every time I was there, I was always, like you would look up barbecue on on Yelp because you're at South by Southwest and you have to do stuff on your phone or else they shoot you. And like there are nine barbecue places within walking distance. But mm-hmm. then like for me, I'm a Salt Lake guy. So I want to go uh-huh. down to Salt Lake or if I'm at the airport, I have to get Salt Lake barbecue because yeah. it's at the Austin airport and the Oklahoma City airport. Yeah. So if you're in either of those places, I know that there's that there's good brisket there. But like it's just – it's just everywhere. Well, it's you, like the Starbucks of Texas. If you look yeah. at a map, if you look at a map, uh, the state of Texas is significantly larger than the dot representing Memphis. Yes. Even if they use one of the big dots on the random map. <laughs> the star. Yeah, the one with, oh, no, no, Nashville gets the star. Oh, uh, of course. That's, the star is reserved for capitals. What are you, some sort of cartography right. monster? Right. How dare you? And and Nashville is full of singer songwriters yes. and hot chicken at oh, the moment. Hot Nashville chicken is so good. That's what the is, thing. Yeah. I don't Nashville is having is. a huge moment, by the is way. It like, the culinary moment? Yeah, culinary moment is huge right now. Hot chicken's blown up. Hot chicken. I mean, you what know that, that because like uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken is. Mm-hmm. It's basically like fried chicken with hot sauce on it, but it's not quite like saying like fried chicken with buffalo hot sauce on it. Okay, it's very hot and it's. it's very the, spicy. It's, it's, there's there's like cayenne in the dredge. Yeah, right? it's in the dredge, but then there's also a sauce that it's it's lacquered in. So okay. it's a very hot, spicy version of fried chicken, and it's having a huge moment right now. That sounds great. One time, I but had, we're not ta- <laughs> we're not talking we're not about talking it. about chicken. Can I just say though, one time, this is as fancy. I'm like the least fancy eater 
Uh, oh, we all established, know. I we've established like that you only eat tan food. But I, because because I was hanging out with uh, Ben Blacker and Julie Lacouture, the power couple of, of yeah culinary of masters in of, Los Angeles. Yeah. We went to this place when we were in Chicago, where I had a uh, like a fried chicken, like a roulade, uh-huh. but we, it had aerated sriracha. Oh, on the plate, which for sure. me was like this, what like a what, sriracha what, foam almost. Yeah, what yeah. am I in the chopped kitchen over here? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was really, really good. I like spicy stuff. Yeah, so it was a good. That was an interesting sriracha. I want to say something there. about um just just to go back to the beef, uh, the Texas beef versus Memphis because yeah. I will I will defend Memphis in this. Um, I, in my conversation with my brother yesterday, we had a long talk about barbecue. He said, because <laughs> he used to serve at his restaurant, he has five different barbecue sauces. Mm-hmm. He and a friend toured the South studying barbecue sauce from each different region. Um, but he also, he was, he would smoke, uh, brisket and, uh, and pork. Uh-huh. He would do a pulled pork ribs, uh, pulled pork, um, pork ribs and beef brisket. And they stopped doing the brisket because the uh, profit margin was terrible, uh, and the brisket or the the brisket was super expensive. Okay. Yeah. And, and he said that the number of people that come in and ask about it, uh, he said he said I'll tell you one thing about those beef barbecue people. There's some real jerks sometimes when they open <laughs> their beef barbecue. Uh-huh. When they whoa 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 you saying you're, you're barbecue place man? How you not gonna have beef barbecue? Yeah. Well, you just some sort. You used to you used to port barbecue. Um, so that, which, which which I thought was that is a that is an argument for Memphis that Memphis people are sweeter and so is their sauce. But don't we all want beef ribs so we can feel like Fred Flintstone? No, beef ribs. Uh, beef ribs are gross. Beef ribs are not the preferred rib. Beef ribs are the kind of thing that you only have at home. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like an extra thing. I will say this. I will say this. Having had a tremendous amount of barbecue in both these states, mm-hmm. um, there's not, I mean, I don't know that there's anything more perfect than a Memphis style rib. Mm-hmm. It's this perfect thing. When you pick up that rib and you have that perfect smoke ring around it mm-hmm. and you bite into the rib and it comes off in this perfectly tender bite, but everything else on the rib stays there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm talking about that yeah. not overcooked rib and it's like, Smoky to perfection. It's like having like your own little piece of pork shoulder on its own little bone. Yeah. It's yeah. a little, it's a little pork shoulder lollipop. It's a pork shoulder lollipop. And man, if you've, <laughs> if you've had this, it's, I don't know if there's anything better. And I gotta say, I'm, I'm a real snob for the flavor of hickory, which they eschew in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they do. I it's mean, mesquite country. it's mesquite country and oak. They're yeah. big into oak, and they're and, and you know what? I've never heard of oak smoked meat. It's they use oaks in the cooker, and a lot of times in Texas they won't even say they're smoking it. They'll say it's really? a wood cooker, oak cooker. They don't like say some, we're smoking it. It's like it's the barbecue pit, mm-hmm. it's pit cooked or it's oak cooked. They don't say I smoked it like the way they do in Kansas City right. or in Tennessee. Like they don't even just use that term. They don't use the verb smoked. But to me, and I don't know if it goes back to that like dinosaur barbecue thing, like I love hickory. Yeah. Like I love it it's the perfect balance of being like a really savory wood smoke and a fruity sweet kind of smoke. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you need to know how to smoke. Like you can't burn the wood too quickly, otherwise it creates an acrid flavor. 
You know, it needs to be burned at a low temperature so you're only combusting like those very delicate compounds, you know. What do you think yeah. about the uh, terrible monster people that use liquid smoke? Well, you know, <laughs> man, I, I I don't I don't have anything against it. Like personally, like I get like you know like if you're working at like Applebee's or something like that, you know, like if, you heard it here first. Adam Gertler shouts out Applebee's. You know, smoke. <laughs> you know, cooking with liquid smoke is at least it it it's it's exactly the same every time. It's a quantifiable right. ingredient. Smoking Which loses is the magic. Right. Yeah. But, but that's the but whole that's, point though, is like yeah. the magic is not, it's almost better to use liquid smoke than like pretend like you have the magic. Right. Because yeah. it takes a lot of hours, you know, to get to that level of expertise. It, it takes your Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours before yeah, you call yeah, yourself before a smoke master. At that point, you're just really trying to like, uh, get a bunch of volume out. If you work at Applebee's, you're not mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I'm going to be on Barbecue Pitmasters next week. I it, really better up my game. It, just- <laughs> honestly, honestly, if, okay. I'm, if I'm executing menu for Applebee's mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, like, uh, execute a menu that's going to be consistent for restaurants across the country, I'm probably going to try to figure out how to use liquid smoke rather than train, like, random schmo, uh, yeah. you know, A to B to, like, make barbecue. It's not going to happen. I would like to say, though, uh, for those who don't know, liquid smoke is not artificial smoke. Liquid smoke is made from uh, the condensation of burning hickory it's, or mesquite. Yeah, it's so liquid it actually smoke, yeah. Is, it's not... It's not like artificial flavoring. It is. It is. Yeah. In fact, condensation. And yeah, yeah. Real smoke. Um, it but you mentioned like vaping to me. It is. It's, it's, like it is exactly vaping. like vaping it's in that vaping. it is. It is the thing, yeah. and it is not a hundred percent authentically yeah. the thing. Uh, it's like vaping in that I've switched to it because I can do it on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, have you seen vapes on a plane? That's going to be. On <laughs> I'm through with these mother effing babes <laughs> on this mother effing plane. Uh, uh, you mentioned, uh, Adam, a second ago, you mentioned the magic of it. Yeah. And that, that for me is a big part of it, especially with, uh, especially with this notion of the going way back in history to the, the like cooking one pig for your yeah, community. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and cooking it over the course of a couple of days. Um, and I know that this was barbecue and a lot of Southern cooking was originally, was originally the, the recipes were created usually by, uh, slaves or family of slaves or yeah. the people who did not have a lot of money. Yeah. And it, so it was one animal that could feed a community right. for a long period of time. And, uh, that, so that, that sort of is a thing that, is and I don't know is a is the brisket is that a more expensive cut of beef is that how is that like uh brisket is not necessarily an expensive cut of beef when you compare it to like ribeye or strip sure. loin or filet mignon or things like that so I would not I would not even like you know price is barely an issue at this point with things mm-hmm. like that Br- uh brisket the beef probably is it more expensive than like pork shoulder yeah maybe marginally okay but you know I'm just uh, trying to find all factors that we can weigh in determining. Which yeah, is the best you know, I mean, the interesting thing to me also with brisket is how 
Um, in Texas, they'll ask you if you want like lean or moist. There's two very distinct parts of the brisket, to the cut of meat. There's that lean part called the flat, which mm-hmm. if you've ever had corned beef, um, co- corned beef is corned beef brisket, and it is that lean part, that flat part. Uh, and there's um, the fat part of the brisket, which has more intramuscular fat, and when you cook that for a long time, it is more succulent, and very tender. So when you get like fatty brisket in Texas, it's from the fatty part of the brisket. Right. But it's all it is, rendered to the point where you're not getting like globs of fat. No, no, no. It should eat tender. Right. But it eats in that very tender, succulent way that like great pork shoulder eats. Right. In that it's um, taking something that was traditionally tough with uh, a lot of intramuscular fats and fibers. Uh, and then they get broken down over time or temperature so you can cook um a tough cut of meat like a brisket or a pork shoulder over several hours until it gets to you know maybe 190 degrees and then it's very tender and it's succulent or you could cook that same piece of meat to 150 degrees over 20 hours Mm -hmm. and what happens is you're not overcooking the protein protein is the same but those intramuscular fibers uh, and those, uh, you know, those break down over time versus temperature. And so you'll get something that's succulent and not overcooked. That's why you have this thing where barbecue, where people will say like, you know, we'll swear to cooking something at 180 degrees for 20 hours. It does make a difference. Speaking about the, the length of time required, does it drive you crazy when people... Say they're going to have a barbecue and then they just grill chicken in a backyard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, I barbecued this for 18 yeah. minutes. No, it drives me crazy when anybody doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, right. I mean, it drives me crazy when, like, you know, because they're just so obviously demonstrating that they have no idea what they're talking about. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, if that person was doing that in an ironic way, it was like, yeah, I marinated this chicken. Or it's like, but but you know to demonstrate that you have no even respect for the right. for the art form like that's that's just embarrassing. It would be like it'd be like someone like inviting a, a bunch of people over to their house, a bunch of people that really appreciated the ballet, mm-hmm. and then like they just like just gyrated around yeah. or, turn, or turned on the Macaulay Culkin Nutcracker. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I mean, brought in Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> can I can I say something about fat for a second? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm now, say I'm now vegan. I've been vegan for, for a few months. I'm so Medi- sorry we're doing medically, a party. This is not the best episode for you. <laughs> it's medically ordered. I, I love, I'm team meat all the way, but I love prime rib. And I, t- please tell me if this is gross. You guys can be honest. I'm not mm-hmm. going to stop. When I have prime rib, I eat the fat. I don't put the fat aside. I eat it with the meat. Yeah. When there's, mm-hmm. when there's fat and not even like there's a little marble in it, but like, that is a white triangle. Yeah. Right You're on like, the side. Put that I'm to the side. I paid for this is expensive. <laughs> this was nine ninety five all that's, I can eat. I'm not oh, saying, I'm not saying that's fat. weird, but I I'm not a fan of doing that. That's just me. As am I the only one? And I'm sure there's other people that do it too. I feel like I've disappointed you. I Listen. Like you look. No, no. I I think that <laughs> I think that the quality of the meat will reflect it's desire to be consumed. Like if you have a really excellent quality, like prime rib, then you're not wasting a thing. That triangle of fat is absolutely getting consumed. And if there's some delicious au jus with it, God bless you. But just know that that, that prime rib is also the same cut of meat that is a ribeye steak. 
Right. You know, it's a well marbled piece of meat. It's versatile and I can go both ways. But the whole idea of roasting it slowly is that same idea that I was talking about with like mm -hmm. what breaks down the pork shoulder and the brisket. Like when you roast the ribeye, yeah. you actually start to break down some of those intramuscular fibers and you get a more tender piece of meat. And an all protein wants to be cooked at a lower temperature. Okay. That's yes. a fact. You know, all protein wants a lower temperature. Right. Um, you might, you know, a higher temperature provides caramelization mm -hmm. where you're, you're, you know, converting the sugars of certain things. Mm -hmm. But the protein itself wants slow, delicate, gentle cooking. You gotta, you yeah. gotta massage your protein. You wanna massage that protein. <laughs> Especially if it's lean, right? Like, yeah. sure. if you have like chicken breast or eggs or all these things, like the most tender lean proteins, if you think about it, they want very gentle, delicate yeah. cooking. Like Morgan Freeman's voice. It needs to <laughs> yeah. be gentle. It needs to tell you where to drive. Yeah. Now's the time. Put that brisket in the oven. <laughs> um, now everybody just calm down. All right, let me ask Morgan Freeman to drive us north from Texas to Kansas City. Yeah, let's talk about Kansas City. We've, okay. we've, did, we've spent a lot okay. of time talking about. Memphis. I love Kansas City. Yes. Kansas City, famous I love for the Kansas stockyards. City yeah. So they have beef and pork and yeah. everything goat and chicken and I, whatever else. I think it's a lot of hickory in Kansas City. What mm. I found amazing about the places in Kansas City is that the smokers themselves were these huge elaborate con contraptions that you load the fire outside and then you're serving the meat out of the oven inside the restaurant. But it's the same cooker. Oh, it's so this is it's like a chip, like a sideways so, chimney. So that the the fire is stoked outside, mm -hmm. and that the smoke is traveling through a long channel, and then slow. I mean, so that the smoke is channeling. So, like in my mind, what happens in Kansas City is that a lot of these like different compounds and things that you don't want kind of dissipate, and you get the smoke that sort of travels and slowly mm -hmm. cooks the meat. And and then they serve it right out the smoker when it's ready. And these pits are 70, 80 years old. Yeah. And, and, and cleaned regularly, I assume. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about that. Listen, the smoke travels through the dead rat. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that dead rat. In my, in my mind, that dead rat is giving you flavor. Zagats, uh, Zagats, they love dead rats. Yeah. How many dead rats did and, they and, and they'll tell you that the sauce is sweeter in Kansas City. Yeah. But the sauce is sweeter because it's combating a very heavy smoke flavor. Right. That's the reason that the Kansas City sauce is, is sweeter because the, 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 the wood smoke can, can, can dip into the acrid. You know what I mean? It can, it, there can be more bitter compounds. So it just made sense that the sauces in Kansas City developed a bit sweeter mm -hmm. than the ones in, you know, Tennessee or Texas where like, there's very little sugar in right. the in, in the it's sauce at all. Vinegar based is that right? It's it's like a tomatoey vinegar sauce mm -hmm. in, in Texas. It's the sauce is is very much an afterthought in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not even a thing in, in Memphis more so because you get a glaze on those ribs. But but you also said like mm -hmm. they're dry or they're sauced in Kansas City. 
the sauce is a little bit more part and parcel with the whole package. Because it's necessary yeah. because of that smoke. I, I mean, that's just my opinion, mm-hmm. like, on how it's developed. Like, yeah. that that's how I see it. Like, you know, um, Casey Masterpiece was actually a barbecue restaurant before it was, like, a, a sauce that was, like, acquired and bought. Mm. And I actually got to eat at that restaurant. And and it was like a great barbecue restaurant. Did you put sauce on? Did you put yeah. recipe sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, and it made sense there because the meat was so freaking smoky. Yeah, right. So, so that like that sweet sauce made sense, and then it like it, it it combined to make like a great great flavor. Let me ask you this then. Um, we've so we've discussed a little bit about Memphis. We've discussed a little bit about Texas. A little bit about Kansas City and uh, pork versus beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do we want our question to be and what do we want our answer to be? Well, I, think we, <laughs> I realize that we forgot one other place and that is uh, the, the Carolinas, both North and South, which are, are each a little yeah. different yes. from one another. Like South Carolina is more. I, I apologize to the citizens <laughs> of North and South Carolina, which includes much of my family yeah. in South Carolina. <laughs> so I apologize. I, I always think of Memphis though. Um, like I think of pork being one thing, so I think of the 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 barbacoa tradition moved from the Carolinas over and stopped at Memphis. Mm-hmm. So I think of all of that as being one tradition, okay, with the exception of the mustard sauce. You want to talk about the mustard? Yeah, sauce? yeah, yeah. In Carolinas, they've got the uh, the mustard sauce. They have the more vinegar sauce. They're both kind of a, a vinegary kind of thin sauce, and it, and it's usually more pork. I think. Here's the thing, like, you know, uh, <laughs> as much as like the Carolinas love to claim that like they have barbecue is barbecue, there's less diversity there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it just seems to be less of a part of a culture. Like in Memphis, you've got Beale Street, you've got the music, you've got the king, you've got Memphis ribs that just kind of go with it, you know? Right. And in Texas, you have, Texas barbecue, you know, like Texas beef, you know, it is yeah. part and parcel with the culture mm-hmm. in a way that the Carolina is sure. just, you know, it, it's just not quite the same. I think of Carolina, I think of a low country boil before sure. I think of barbecue. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I think so. I guess, I guess we're really what we've been, the way we've attacked this all along has been regions. So it's yes. really what region is the best barbecue. And yes. and these, by the way, these are the regions that make the best barbecue, mm-hmm. which is such an original American art form yeah. in the world of art culinaire that, um, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, a disservice to say, like, one is better than the other. Right. They like are that. all the best food ever. Yeah, this like, is they're like, all delicious. This is like comic books. This is like American mm. art forms yeah. we're talking about. But, but we have to pick one. Yeah, That's the ultimately, rule. Ultimately, we're going to yeah. declare a winner and the other two can just go eat dirt. Yeah. For all, all, and, and that's, <laughs> if for no other reason than to defy my one year older than me brother. Yeah. How dare he? Right? And, and that's what happens on this show do. is that like, you know, I've listened to this show and, and like basically it's like you can have an opinion but then there's what is right. <laughs> yep. Right. There's a correct answer. There's a correct answer. There has to be. There, if there's a question, there must be an answer. Right. It takes all the onus away from you, right? Yeah. Like you don't need to worry about it anymore. Like here's the right answer. So so that being said, I think we have three finalists, right? We have Memphis, mm-hmm. we have Kansas City, we have Texas. The mm-hmm. Carolinas, we we love you. <laughs> But uh, you're you're eliminated. Sure. And oh, Alabama is- with your weird mayonnaise barbecue sauce. 
Yeah, stop trying to make that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> stop trying to make white barbecue sauce yeah, a thing. It's not going to happen. Ain't going to happen. I've, I've had it several times. I've had people say it. It's like, you know what? Don't try to make your mayonnaise tangy and call it a barbecue yeah. sauce. Stop it. Yeah, you're basically stop making it. Arby's horsey sauce. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing. Stop making horsey sauce and telling me it's a thing. Just because you're on the Food Network Barbecue Masters Tournament of Champions. I don't care how much time Adam Rich spent your stick yeah. eating that slop. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have uh, and, and we have Kansas City with its giant smokers and its uh-huh. super smoky meat and yeah. its delicious sauce. The, the, a region with the most integral sauce. Yeah. Uh, we have Memphis with its barbecue pork and its ribs. ribs especially. Ribs, I mean, like ribs. 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 We said those, those yeah. pulled pork lollipops. Uh, yes. And then you have Texas with the beef brisket yeah. uh, on white bread, on parchment paper, the least, yeah. uh, the least fancy of, yeah. of, of any food. But will they'll, will they'll ask you, like, lean or moist, mm-hmm. yeah. unapologetically, and, like, people will say, like, moist. Yeah. And they'll know it means fat. And yeah. like, they don't care about saying moist. Like, people have a problem with that word, you know, but not, <laughs> not in Texas. They'll no, they will moist. say that word. They'll yeah. say they moist. They've, re- they've moved. That's um, the only place that they'll say it. Where you hear a woman say, can you make me a moist? Like, yeah. that's the only, that's the only place you'll hear that and it will be okay. Mm-hmm. And everybody's cool with it. And like, that's not dirty at all. Oh, now, I want to meet her. Yeah. Give me, give me that, uh, coffee ground covered newspaper <laughs> that also has some meat on it now. Um, all right. For me, uh, if I may, uh, yes. you, you guys both, you spent some time in Philadelphia. You're from Philadelphia. Yes. If we did an episode on, what is the best pretzel region? You would be in deep, deep trouble with your entire family if you said anything except Philadelphia. You'd be in deep there trouble no with other your answer. soul. That's why. There's no other answer. Right. Sure. That's the way I feel about Memphis. Okay. And t- being a guy from Tennessee whose family is from Memphis, uh, I will, I, I'm, I am, oh, Mark. I am feverishly. Oh, uh, look at you. Well, That's so cute. How I'm now, turning into now, Hal. Now you're turning into me, aren't yeah. you? After all the mockery. Yeah. The, you, oh, how the world has turned. You, you guys, here's the thing. I like... Using... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, for me, it's, for me uh, barbecue is, is and has always been... It's not that I don't like brisket, but yeah. for me, brisket is brisket, pork is barbecue. Okay. Okay. What, well, what does it come down to for? What does it come down to come down to for you? Well, you know, man, as the Jew from Long Island who always has considered himself the bastard of barbecue, it's like yeah. I like to just like what I like. But I mean, if it came down to my favorite nugget of food, yes, I mean, there's nothing better than like a perfectly smoked rib. Okay. I mean, I gotta say, like at the end of the day, if I'm putting like a great brisket. Against a great rib. I think for me, I want the rib. And I think I've had the best ribs in Memphis. So, uh, I think I have to go Memphis. Can I confirm something? Mm -hmm. Is Memphis the one that does dry rub? You know you what? Do they do dry and wet. And that's the thing. And I've done both. Okay. I, you know, I mean, yeah. it, the, the whole point is if the, if the meat is cooked good, then the sauce is only going to help. 
But that's real. If I go somewhere and I order Memphis style ribs, at, like at any restaurant, I'm more likely to get a dry rub rib. Is that is that right? If you order go any place and order Memphis style ribs, you're more likely to get a hand job. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. Great. If you go to a place that's ordering Memphis style ribs and you're not in Memphis, like don't bother. You know what I mean? Like don't bother. It's not going to be anything worth anything. Fair you enough. know what I mean? Well then, uh, let me uh, add this. Mm-hmm. And say, people of the world who enjoy their meats cooked slowly with wood or rocks or dead rats. We're not going to judge you. Yes. You know, dead rat smoke? Yeah. Yeah, we should judge the people who use dead rat smoke. Okay, fine. And people using uh, that uh, weird creamy mayonnaise <laughs> garbage. That Alabama white sauce? The Alabama white yeah, sauce. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're telling you it is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'll get some of that old Alabama white sauce. <laughs> There's only one best barbecue in this country. What could be the signature food of America. Yeah, I would not argue that. Which, like anything else, we stole from the Native Americans. Sure. And claimed to be pure America. Too late. And that that barbecue is made in one place. The place that gave us uh, not only the great Elvis Presley and and all of the artists Mm -hmm. released under Sun Records. Gave us not only... The Tennessee Titans in that one eight May season <laughs> brought them back to to uh, to a respectable record, and not only uh, the place where I once uh, did a corporate job for Symantec, they also brought <laughs> us, uh, our co- my wonderful co-host Mark Gagliardi oh, and thanks, his family, buddy. who who are are like a second family to me, and uh, the best barbecue on the planet Earth. Do you hear me? My face is right up on this microphone, everybody. And that's because I am telling you, you have asked and we have answered. Asked and answered. The answer is Memphis Barbecue. Memphis! That's right. Tennessee, baby. Adam, my friend. My longtime friend. Yes, sir. Tell everybody where they can find you. What, What should they be watching? What should they be listening to? Oh, my friends. Uh, my name is Adam Gertler. <laughs> you can find me at Adam Gertler uh, on all the social media places. You can yeah. find me hosting your movie shows on FX on Friday nights on March 17th, 2016. Season 2 of Man vs. Child kicks off on the FYI Network. <laughs> that is a cooking competition show where we pit young um uh, uh prodigy children <laughs> against grown-ups in <laughs> cooking blood sport and that's <laughs> a thing to do <laughs> so i'll see you there yes and also uh your podcast oh, oh yes uh i also host the dc movie news podcast you can find us uh, on the Popcorn Talk Network at DC Movie News SK uh, on the Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we talk about all the uh, upcoming DC movie news, such as the Batman v Superman and all the things like that. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you for being with us yes. today, Adam. This has been very, very cool as um, a barbecue fan. Um, uh, 
I, I was very excited about this episode. Yeah, this was really exciting. I always love to geek out about barbecue. It's my favorite thing to do and talk about. Like, that's the thing. This is, a, this is the thing that is like a sport, but it's like you can also go and do it. I can imagine this is what it's like for golf fans that right. like to watch Tiger Woods. Which also takes But also like hours. to golf. Yeah. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Like, I can't do those things, and I don't understand why you'd want to watch it, but like, I, I will spend like 20 hours cooking a piece of beef. And I would probably also watch somebody doing it as well. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, th- this this has been answered, but there are many more topics that we need to cover. So please keep them coming. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. There is a conversation happening right now. There's also a conversation happening on our Facebook page, which is forward slash We Got This Podcast. And... In our email account, although it's just me and you talking, people who are emailing me and you, Mark, not involved in that at all. I'll maybe tell them what you said. Maybe. Do not know the password. Yeah. We got this podcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you, Adam Procht. That's your new pronunciation of that name, <laughs> uh, for the suggestion. And uh, thank you, as always, to Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and song, respectively. Thank you to North Carolina resident and producer Ken Plume. Sorry about that, Ken. Uh, thank you to researcher <laughs> Kate McManus, to graphic designer Uri Kelman, and our QA tester and my partner in crime, Jen Alba, a.k.a. Tiki. And also, of course, thank you, as always, to you, our listeners. Uh, we would not be doing this if you were not interested in what we bozos had to say. So thanks for giving us a chance to talk to each other uh, every week in fun and exciting new ways. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everyone. We, we got, got this. <laughs> we got this. Dave and Graham, and we host Stop Podcasting Yourself. We started this podcast back in 2008, before podcasts had to have any kind of concept, so we don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like going to the barber shop if your barber knew all about the first season of the show Elf. It's like a 90-minute massage where the masseuse is two people talking to each other with a third person. It's like the Monsters of Metal tour, only quieter, no music, and just talking. It's like a makeout session, but without the lips touching, they just talk a lot. Download Stop Podcasting Yourself from iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Hey everyone, we're the Flophouse, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flophouse, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast, a podcast about words that sound like other words, a podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one, a podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie, or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out and talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.